You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 161. Do you have a process? And the process that we're talking about is do you have a process for developing new leaders in your organization? Whether it's a business or a church or some other nonprofit, do you have a process in place, a pipeline, a a methodology, if you will, for raising up, creating, and, and then developing leaders to take your organization to the next level? Because, of course... Our organizations are only going to grow to the level of quality leaders that we have in key positions. So do you have a process? Now, Monday I posted a blog that was a book review of a book by uh, Dan Ryland, and it's called Amplified Leadership, Five Practices to Establish Influence, Build People, and Impact Others for a Lifetime. And I'll, I'll include a link to the blog in the show notes. But uh, Dan Ryland is is the executive pastor of one of the fastest growing churches in America, Twelve Stone Church, which is uh, here in the Atlanta area. And I, I kind of highlighted a few thoughts from the book, but I wanted to kind of key in, on, in this podcast. I wanted to key on a couple more and maybe dig in a little bit and give you some thoughts on creating a process for developing leaders. Now, the five practices that uh, Dan Ryland speaks of in this book for developing leaders are, number one, establish a relationship. Number two, engage a follower. Number three, embrace a team member. Number four, coach an apprentice. And then number five, mentor a new leader. And I want to kind of touch on uh, number three, which is embrace a team member. The, the Dan goes into much detail in all these. He provides some great stories, some great real-life examples. But he gives leadership skill sets that are required for each step. And for embracing a team member, the skill set required is to invite and equip. And I want to talk about this idea of equipping. You know, most organizations are very uh, fluid and informal in the way that they develop leaders. Um, For many, many years when I was with the police department, uh, someone could be promoted from one rank to another, basically go from having no rank, no supervision experience at all, and if they passed a test and got selected, the next day they could be leading a shift of 10 or 12 officers. Well, Obviously, that's not really a good way to go about it, and there were a lot of mistakes made, and um, the the police department that I worked for is doing a much better job now, or at least when I retired, they were doing a much better job 
of training new leaders. Um, corporals and sergeants are now sent to a, a, a two-week supervision school. Uh, managers, lieutenants and majors are sent to a, a management school. And so there's actually some formal education involved, but then there's also a mentoring process. Whereas before, um, the new supervisor, the new manager, the new leader was expected to learn on the job, now there's a much more formal process of equipping that person to do their job. And so when somebody makes rank now, the, their supervisor is expected to teach them that position and not just to expect that they're going to know how to do it. So it's a much more uh, uh, organized and, and a much more uh, improved process. But think about how many organizations have nothing in place. And, and the one I just described to you is a good process, but it's been no, by no means perfect. But at least there is something in place. But how many organizations have no process, have no pipeline, have no ladder for developing new and upcoming leaders? And, you know, this is, this is very short-sighted um, for the leaders of that organization to not be creating leaders because eventually they're not going to be there and there need to be good quality people to take over. And so what is the, the way that we're going to develop these leaders? And sadly, in many uh, nonprofit organizations, it's the same way. In many churches, we just expect that people are going to pick up leadership organically, that if they, they watch their leader, they're going to learn how to do it. And there is some truth to that. We do learn by watching others. Uh, modeling is a great way to teach other people, but that's not all there is to it. And so there needs to be some type of formalized process in place to create and develop new leaders. So what's it going to be for you? I want to just give you a few thoughts some ideas on some things that you can do. Um, I recommend that for, for new leaders or for potential leaders, um, have some type of formalized training, whether it's just a couple of sessions where somebody uh, comes in from HR or somebody else in the organization that, that, that has you know good leadership skills can come in and teach a, a specified uh, curriculum. And this isn't off the top of their heads, but it's something that the, the management team of the organization has, has thought through. These are the skills that we want our new leaders to have. And so have this material taught to these up-and-coming leaders and, you know, let's formalize it. This is what we expect our leaders to look like. And Obviously, you know, in this day and age, there's no lack of good leadership materials. I mentioned this one book to you, Amplified, Amplified Leadership. But, you know, there's just a plethora of great resources out there. And, um, you know, even if it's just take one book such as this one or a John Maxwell book or a few books and pulling some key thoughts from them and, and putting those things into a curriculum that you want your new leaders to learn. So, you know, this might be two, three sessions. You might require new leaders to read a specific book and then take them through that process. Um, you might require them 
to watch a couple of videos on leadership. There's some great material out there. Um, but whatever it is, this would be the formalized, uh, the more formal part of, of a leadership development process. But then beyond that, how are they implementing these leadership skills? And these are where uh, the, the supervisor above the new leader is going to have to really step in and coach them. Um, we expect the, the level above to, to be providing feedback, to be coaching, and to be helping to develop these new leaders. And so however you do the process, you could have a checkoff sheet for skills that you want to see implemented. Um, you could actually give them some things that you want them to work on, whether it's uh, coaching one of their subordinates. Um, and, and obviously in any organization, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for that because we're all people. We're all, um, you know, we're all fallible and we all make mistakes. So, so there's always going to be an opportunity to coach um, you know, one of our subordinates. But something else that's very important is, is that new leader coachable themselves? And so, um, you know, do they receive the feedback that you, as their, their boss, provide them? So this is another important thing. So, you know, putting these skills together, and, and again, it's, you know, plenty of great materials out there, but it's going to be, it's going to take a little bit of work putting them together. But it's well worth the effort. Um, another one of the, the five practices that Dan mentions is mentoring a new leader. This is number five, and the leadership skill set required for this one is developing and empowering. Now, this is so important when we start talk about empowering leaders because we've all worked for those leaders. We've all worked for those managers, those supervisors who refused to relinquish any authority, but will never, ever develop new leaders unless we, as leaders, can release authority. You know, I can give a task. Giving a task is fine. You know, if I tell one of my subordinates to go do something, I give them a task, but it's so much better when I give them authority. When I say, look, here's what I need done, and you do it the best way that you know how. And then evaluate and coach them if there were some glaring issues that, that popped up. Um, you know, create an environment where we're always learning. And it's so refreshing when our leaders believe in us, when when our boss says, hey, listen, I'm empowering you. You've got the authority to handle this however you see fit. There's not much in an organization that's more empowering than that when we know that those above us believe in us. So we mentor and we empower. And we mentor, as we've said, through, through a process, through a relationship, and through staying connected and, and, and constantly um, taking opportunities to coach. Now, this doesn't mean we're always correcting. Um, God, that's horrible. Who wants to work for somebody that's always correcting you? In fact, much of this should be affirmation when our new leaders are doing it right. If, if we can affirm 
70% of the time and then coach and bring um, adjustment the other 20 or 30% of the time, that's, that's going to be fine. You know, most, most people can deal with that. Um, people don't mind being coached when it's given in the right way. But let's learn to acknowledge and, and to, to encourage and to affirm. Let's empower and let's also learn how to coach. Well, these are some, 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 some ideas, some thoughts on developing leaders, on creating a process. And again, if you do not have a process in your organization for developing leaders, I urge you to develop a process. And if you have any questions about that, you can reach out to me at David at David at David at David, David, at David spell dot com. Sorry about that. Um, I'd be happy to to chat with you about it. Um, go to davidspell.com if you have any questions or comments. I'd love to hear them. Um, I love staying connected with people, so go to my blog and uh, subscribe to my newsletter. I also want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my latest book, When the Stars Fell from the Sky. This is a thriller action packed novel. It's in the Zombie Wars, Zombie Terror Wars series, which is uh, probably sounds kind of crazy on a leadership podcast, but trust me, it works. It's an exciting series uh, based uh, not so much the zombies, but much of the, 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 the stuff that's in the story does come from my uh, law enforcement career. And uh, the, these are really, these books are getting so many great reviews, so much great feedback. So if you like an exciting story, check out When the Stars Fell from the Sky and the other two books in the series, When the Future Ended and The Darkest Part of the Night. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. Uh, work on developing that leadership development process. And again, if I can help you, shoot me an email, reach out to me. I'd love to stay in touch. Until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep developing leaders.